0: Hey, what's up guys it's ben from united q it's wednesday which means we have another awesome podcast to get you over hump day i'm here with my co-host dan what's up and we're brought to you by pro q barbecue gourmet kamado joe and smokewood shack our awesome sponsors pro q is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters you can find them on facebook twitter and instagram under pro q smokers so if you're thinking about buying your first smoker Wanting to upgrade or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers? Then check them out over at Max Barbecue. And Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless of how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation from smoking, roasting or searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by Michelin-star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. And on today's show we have Alex Duck from Upton Cheney Chili Farm. Hey there. Alex, are you alright?
1: Hello guys. Hi guys, Yeah, I'm very well? How are you alright?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Um, awesome yeah. to have you on. Yeah.
2: Thanks for coming on the show. Thank
1: yeah, nice. thank you for inviting me. I'm, i feel privileged.
2: <laughs> not just the Upton Cheney Chili no. Farm. No. We've got Voodoo the the owner of Voodoo, the at the hare. At the hair. Mm. The the Chili Festival yep. as well. Yep. yep. A, bit, a bit of everything, all yeah. sorts. So if you could give yourself a little bit of an intro for the listeners and, and let them know the sort of yeah. what, where you're coming from.
1: Yeah, of course, guys. Yeah, so um, as I said my name is Alex Duck, and um, I've been a chili farmer for the last ten years, which um, also led me into the world of uh, barbecue and smoke. And um, earlier last year, we started a company called Voodoo Q, and we opened our first restaurant in Cirencester in uh, November last year. So uh, i have busy myself between farming chilies and uh, the restaurant.
0: Cool. So, so, what what got you into? I guess like. Well, where do we start here? I was going to say, I let's start farmer. start at the beginning. Yeah. So you became, you beginning. became a chili oh. farmer ten years ago. How did that happen?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, I've lived a really bizarre life, really, chaps. I um I was a chemist in the printing industry, and uh, I did that for nearly twenty years. And um, I got the opportunity to leave to start a recycling business on a farm, uh, which I which I did and I still do actually. Um, but whilst I was on the farm, I started getting my hands dirty and getting covered in pink muck and all sorts of cow muck and stuff. And I thought, this is quite nice. I quite like the idea of farming. So um, I said to the owner of the farm one day, uh, if it would be possible to to do something to do with farming. He said, yeah, of course you can. What do you want to do? So I had a little think, I had a few beers. And um, I woke up one morning. I thought, why don't we grow some chilies? So uh, that was exactly what we did. So um, we put up one polytunnel uh, about nine years ago, actually. This is the 10th year. So nine years ago, uh, the first tunnel went up, and um, it was just a hobby, really, to start with. And then all of these strange people started visiting the farm, um, eating my chilies and, uh, you know, making me laugh. And uh, you know, they, they tended to be people like myself, you know, they like a few beers, they like a bit of excitement, um, they like some funky food. <laughs> and um, so we had our first chili festival, and about 500 people came. And I think it was then I realised that chilli farming, it wasn't just farming, it was really good fun as well. So that, that's how the, the chilli farm kind of started. It was just a happy accident. Really.
0: That's awesome. So you you obviously had like a love for chilli already.
1: Yeah, I think what it was actually, I, I as a youngster I used to hate anything spicy. Um, I do remember those, those green packeted um, cheese and onion, Ringo's. Um, my sister used to eat them all the time. I used to absolutely hate meal, Just the smell of the onion, it was like, oh, my God, that's disgusting. Um, so as a youngster, I didn't like spice, but I think as, as my drinking career kind of progressed um, and my taste buds started to, to suffer slightly, uh, the need for spice kicked in. But I think also with chilies, it was the color, you know, because i worked in the printing industry for so many years, and, I, and my job as a chemist was to formulate uh, inks and uh, color match and what the pigments. And I think the thing with chilies is, is that they're just so colourful, you know, and the fact that they change colour, and uh, just it's just such an exciting fruit. Fruit. So not only are they spicy and tasty, but the way they look as well is quite exciting for me.
0: Yeah, and I, I guess a lot of people don't always see that because when you go to like a supermarket and buy chilies, you generally are getting red and green, aren't you? If you're lucky, yeah, you might that's get it, a yeah. Scotch bonnet in and yellow or something, but. <laughs> Apart from that, you don't get to really appreciate it. If you go along to somewhere like your farm, you get to see the purples and the other colours starting to shine through. Exactly,
1: mate. That's it. Yeah, you know, we we have a show tunnel uh, on the farm, so there's five tunnels and four of those are designed just to grow chilies that go into our sources. But the uh, the fifth tunnel, the Simpson Seeds show tunnel, um, that highlights all the different colours, all the different shapes. You know, you can get some bizarre shapes and... They say, I mean, purple as a color. Well, you, you don't get many things in nature that are purple. Um, and, you know, the fact you get all different colors on the same plant, you know, depending on how ripe the chili is. Um, so, yeah, really exciting. And we, we, we're quite excited to show people around. You know, they come for to farm tours and tasting experiences in September and October on weekends. That's a funny old time and everyone's uh, coughing and spluttering and swearing and trying to kill me. <laughs> uh, I've, I've avoided being punched just yet, but I'm sure someone will do it sooner or later. But uh, yeah, you know, teaching people about chilies. You, you can talk about chilies all day long and uh, sometimes I do, so please tell me if I'm talking too much.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what's involved if you come and have a chili farm tour? What's the sort of thing that you get to do then?
1: Well, we, we go on a, a spicy adventure from uh, mild to wild. That's how I always tell people. Um, so we, we start in the jalapeno tunnel. And um, it was, in fact, it was the jalapenos that got me involved in smoking food because we smoke all of our jalapenos to make chipotle. Uh, we have a lovely sauce called Oaks Smoked Chipotle. But they, they start in the jalapeno tunnel, and we, we talk about how we grow the chilies and why we grow the chilies. Then uh, we have a little nibble on a, on a green jalapeno, which is obviously the mildest one that we grow. And that's when the coughing and spluttering starts, and a few little—I uh, call it chili Tourette's—where people just you know, they can't help but swear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we uh, we move on up the line to a red jalapeno, and by this time people are beginning to understand what's ahead of them, <laughs> and uh, so we just move through the chili farm. And we end up with the the hottest chili in the world, which is the Carolina Reaper at the moment. And by by this time most people have dropped out the eating experience experience, you know, they've, they've had enough. <laughs> um but you always get normally a couple of lads. Normally they'll, they'll keep on going and they'll eat uh, part of a Carolina Reaper. Um and at the end, uh the, the tours are sponsored by Hotheads, who are really fantastic uh, chili sauce supplier across the UK. They all get to go away with a goodie bag full of more chilies. So um, yeah, they are they're, they're chilies right out. They, they get to harvest a of chilies as well. Um, so yeah, by the end of the day, they, be, the last thing they want to do is think about chilies, but they go away with a smile on their face.
0: <laughs> that sounds good fun. I have to come and try that out.
1: <laughs> yeah, come and have a go there. Yeah, I'll make sure we start you around the other way. So it's <laughs> You can tell I'm a little bit evil, right? I have two little horns on my head that I just begin to poke through. <laughs>
0: Oh gosh, um, yeah. So, you, do you, you sell like obviously you sell chili sauces and you sell like mm-hmm. chili oils and stuff? So do you sell the plants and stuff as well?
1: Yeah, we do. So um, our chili farming year um, basically is just starting right now. So you know when we get the first frost, all the chili plants die, and then we go into germination, which is what we're doing right now. So we've got um, some heated propagators in the, the germination tunnel. And uh, we normally germinate about 3,000 plants, which is way too many. And the reason we do 3,000, well, if we try and germinate 3,000 plants, you always get some failures. So about 1,500 go into the farm itself. And then if you had 100% success rate on germination, we'd have 1,500 plants um, to sell, basically. So that's what we do. We, we sell the plants. but We never get 100% germination. We only get about 80%. So we have about 1,000 plants normally that we sell. And then, of course, uh, the, the chilies that we harvest from those plants, they, um, they get stored in big freezers. And then we use those to make a range of products. So we have a range of chili sauces, um, some chili chocolates, uh, chili beer, chili cider, um, chili sauce-making kit, uh, chili fudge, um, chili jam, chili, everything, uh, chili oil, everything, everything, chili, yeah. anything you can <laughs> think about it, chili, chili do we do it, yeah,
2: yeah. Chili cars, chili houses, chili <laughs> everything. I'm
1: not sure I'd like to wake up in a chili house, but <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. So is yeah. that a good way
2: to, to keep fresh chilies, though? you just said about freezing them, is that is that a... Uh...
1: Yeah, um, for us, because we have such a huge glut at one period of time, there's no other option. Um, obviously it's very easy just to to harvest the pod, chuck it in a freezer bag, and chuck it straight into the freezer. And in fact, if you're at home, I mean, not, you know, chilies on one plant, you'll get 40 or 50 chilies off of one plant. Um, Of course, you want to harvest them as soon as they're ripe, and that will encourage growth of more chilies to come through as well. Um, But yeah, the best way to do it, even at home, is to pop in a freezer bag and just freeze them. And uh, what you might find as well is that the, the freezing process breaks down the capsaicin, which is the oil that makes chilies hot and in fact uh, by freezing it you actually end up with a hotter chili so if heat is what you want then yeah definitely freeze them okay cool because um, i quite
2: often sometimes i go and buy i'm looking for a particular chili and, and uh I'll go and buy but it comes in a bag of like 100 chilies and i'm never going to use yeah. it for for my dinner yeah. that, that night so <clears throat> i'll then often then just use them through the week on random things that don't really need a lot of chili in, but I'll just go for it anyway because I've got them there. And then I'm like, oh, well, they're just going to all go to waste. So now I can just chuck them in a freezer. Chuck them in the
1: freezer? In the freezer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What some people do is they mash them up in a, in a food processor first and then put them into ice cubes, uh, an ice cube holding there, so was, um, you can get a consistent quantity of, of chili into your, whatever it is you're making, you know, one cube or two cubes. you yeah.
2: a little chili yeah. bombs then. Mm.
1: Yeah, little chilli bombs, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Chuck <laughs> them cool. in, in your mate's drink as well. It's even funnier then. <laughs>
2: I can tell you're slightly evil. I can yeah. see it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It comes yeah.
2: through well, every it's, other it's sentence. A, yeah. a little uh, <laughs> little bit of evil.
1: Oh, you, you want to come to the pub with me when it's harvest time, mate. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've, we've rimmed a few blokes down that pub with chillies. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> sorry. Where, where? I'll stay clean. <laughs>
2: <laughs> when it when it all began, then what? How did you source like your seeds and stuff? Did you are there like seed suppliers in the UK that you use or or yeah, did you import we, them, or, or what do you do no, for all the different we, varieties and stuff like that?
1: Yeah, we, we, because we're the actual chili farmers, so um, you know there's lots of people that make chili sauce in the UK, and, and good on them. You know, it's, it's good, it's good fun, it's a good job, it's, it's good enough. Um, but because we are UK chili farmers, we, we stick with the UK guys. So um, there's two seed companies in the UK that we, we really recommend and we use ourselves, um, Simpson Seeds in Horningsham on the Longleaf Estate, and then Seaspring Seeds, down in Dorset. And those two guys will supply seeds that you know are 100% what they say they are. Um, I've, I've never had it myself, but I've heard all sorts of horror, horror stories about people buying, you know, ghost peppers and it ending up like a jalapeno or even worse, like a sweet bell pepper. Um, so yeah, Simpsons and Seaspring are two guys that
2: we use. They're, they're really helpful. They're online. They're, they're fantastic. Awesome, awesome. cool. Yeah, and what about know. like all the seeds, that, like actually inside the chilies? Are they like plant? So say if I had a silly, a silly, a silly chilli plant, and a silly chilli. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> <A silly chili? laughs> the the seeds inside the chilies, is that like as simple as I can like plant those and they make more chilli trees or. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, you can. You can certainly plant them and they will certainly grow and you'll certainly get chilies from them. But the trouble is, because they've been grown um, in, uh, not in isolation, so what you may well find is you get a plant which is completely untrue. Um, So you need to, um, whatever you get might not be the right thing.
0: (laughs) Okay, how does that work out then?
1: Sorry, mate, say that
0: again. How does that work out then? Why do you end up... Well, yeah,
1: so because you've got um, cross, cross-pollination. cross So, you know, you've got two plants in the tunnel, two different plants, totally different. Um, so the bees come along and they get their legs, you know, between the two flowers. So the seeds inside that chilli, they're, they're quite likely to be not true. They're quite likely to grow something totally different. So um, you may get a cross between a jalapeno and a ghost pepper, which would be quite nice be a with flavour. Hmm. Um, but for us, because we need our flavours to be consistent, we buy brand new seeds every time. Yeah, um,
2: so I can see yeah, that. So we, there must be like millions of varieties of chilies out there though, where people have just randomly planted random, like you said, like wrong, or what yeah, you, or call yeah, them, yeah, like I mean, weird it, seed crosses and then they cross <laughs> with other things and, and <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. And, and
1: you're right, there, there must be millions of different types of chilies out there now they have been cross and cross and of course by, by cross-breeding them. That's how you do get the new hottest chili in the world. So you uh, you know you, you get two pods and you you forcefully uh, cross-pollinate them. And when you get something slightly hotter, then you do it the next year again. And you pollinate, cross-pollinate, cross-pollinate, stress the plants, um, choose the best pods, and that's how you end up with the hottest in, in the world. You know, we've, we've just gone past the two million scalable heat unit uh, figure by exactly that process. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's all good, man.
0: And that's that's the one that you said is in the last tunnel. That people will get to eat at the end of the tour. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So are you come they the hottest chilies in the world? Then is that that is you can say that with confidence currently? Um, the hottest Carolina the
1: Reaper. Yeah, they are the hottest um, currently. Yeah, there's, there's new ones being worked on, and there always is. So, um, um, so yeah, the very last uh, chili is the hottest in the world at the moment. And uh, if it gets any hotter, then I'll certainly put that no one back for you. <laughs>
0: And when they when they're working on the like hottest chilies, are, are they like are they like scientists that are trying to create the? Are they just going all about heat, or is there people out there that yeah. like, flavour as well as heat? <laughs>
1: I think well for us, we, we the heat is obviously it's important, but for us um, for our sources, it, it really is the flavour. You know, an orange habanero, what's known as the chef's chili, the flavour from an orange habanero is so good. Um, for the guys working on the hottest chili in the world, I don't think they're so fussed about the flavor. Um, you know, there's, there's good, there's good financial reward in being the, having the hottest chili in the world, you know, because for example, you'll, you'll sell the seeds at a much higher price. Um, you might have a sauce that uh, is, is, um, purely yours, you know, and it's the, the, the new chili's name on it. and uh, you know you might write a book on the back of it. You've had the hottest chili in the world, so I don't think the flavour is so important for that that, mm. that kind of record breaking stuff. Um, for yeah. us, we're not interested in growing the hottest chili in the world. We just want nice flavour.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess there's millions of hot sauce out there that are going to try and make it the hottest in the world, but it's yeah, that balance right of making it.
1: That's it. A heat yeah, and it's and very it's easy. Fun. Exactly, it's very easy to make a super hot sauce. You know, you just buy chili extract. Anyone can do that. That that is so easy, and which is why we don't have a chili extract-based source. And chili extract, of course, can be up to six point two million Scoville heat units. So um, it's it's not it's not an easy, it's not a hard thing to do. Anybody can do it. No. It's get, getting the flavour right and the balance between heat and flavour is, is our is our kind of main ambition.
0: And you do you do like oils as well. So when it comes to like making a an oil. Is there yeah. like certain chilies that work better to like transfer flavour into and, the oil?
2: And do you like is that just infused oils or do you? Because capsicum itself is is a is an oil, isn't it? Do you extract?
1: Capsaicin, cap, yeah Capsaicin cap, cap, is oil. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So do you yeah. do you extract? Is that do you extract that and no. add it to oil? or Is it just infused? Infused oils. No. Yes. Yeah, so what we do
1: is we we really important with oil, and I, like people say to me all the time, I say I make myself a chili oil. And I'll say, yeah, do you use fresh chilies? And they say, yeah, yeah, we just chuck some fresh chilies into oil. And of course, that is like the most dangerous thing you can do. The botulism is a huge issue there. So, if you're going to be making um, a chili oil, you need to use a dried chili. So, so what we do, we have um, big, large vats of oil, rapeseed oil. We use a local rapeseed um, oil farmer. It's so called Bath Harvest. Debbie at Bath Harvest, and she supplies the oil. And then we've dried all the chilies in our um, dehydrators and also uh, in our smoker. And uh, then we just sit those dry chilies in that oil for oh I don't know my wife to St. Louise for about two weeks and then they sit and the the, the chili just infuses into the oil. Um and then they bottle it off and it, the oil's obviously got the, the essence of the chili in there. I mean, it's it's delicious. Mm. So we use um chipotle as one of our um oils and ghost pepper is the other one.
0: Awesome. So you, so you said you just then you smoke the chilies to do that. So what, what do you use to yeah. smoke them?
1: <laughs> So um, but this is how I got smoking, yeah. So, and, and of course, now we've got plenty more ways of doing this, but um, for the Chipotle, the easiest way, because it's 18-hour smoke, and we're smoking almost every single day, or well, every other day, really. Um, we use a uh, Bradley smoker. i have got two Bradley smokers using the oak biscuits. And it's um, simple as that, yeah, into the Bradley smoker, 18 hours. Then we have to uh, dehydrate them which is why the Badly Smoker is so good again, because it's got the dehydration um, element at the bottom of the the kind of uh, box, the cabinet. And um, so they take about 12 hours to dehydrate. And at the end of it, you've got this beautiful caramelized smoky chipotle. So we use jalapenos for our chipotle um, because they're so thick and because they absorb the the smoky flavor. Um, You can smoke any chili. And of course, the word chipotle is purely Spanish for smoked chili. But in general, a jalapeno is the, the preferred chili choice for a chipotle, yeah.
0: Cool. And is that your cold smoke in the chilies for 18 hours and then dehydrating them? Yeah,
1: out? it's quite a warm smoke, I suppose, with a brightly smoker. Um, Bradley smokers, you can buy a cold smoke adapter to make it purely so it is 100% cold. Uh, with the way it works um, with a brightly smoker, there's a heated element inside the cabinets so it's not hot smoke, for sure. It's not like uh, you, know, you couldn't cook, cook a brisket uh, on the, the smoker element alone. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I would say it's warm smoke, guys. <laughs> yeah.
0: And then at the end, you say you dehydrate them. you're just you just yeah. having the heating element turned on in the bradley. That's right. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly that. Yeah, yeah. We turn off the smoker then and just have the heated element on. Yeah, I guess to about um, 85, 90 degrees. It's pretty damn hot in there. Mm. And uh, turns them into a lovely... Paralysed crispy chipotle, yeah.
0: That sounds awesome. I have to give that a go.
1: Lovely. Yeah. It's beautiful, yeah. It's, mm. it's, it's not the traditional way of doing it. You know, in Mexico, they smoke them over a big fire pit. Um, but there is issues with the uh, lots of imported chipotle in the minute. In fact, it's quite hard to come by because the wood they're using is uh, the class is carcinogenic. Well, not, not across the board, but there are issues with carcinogenic woods
0: that yourself anyway?
1: Yeah, we, we do, yeah. And our chipotle tastes different and our whole ethos of being UK chilli farmers says we've we got to do it all ourselves. So we grow our own onion, we grow our own garlic, we grow our own chilies, we smoke our own chilies. you know. It's very hands-on and maybe not the best way to make money. You know, It might be making work for ourselves, but it's all about pride in what you do. And uh, I think that's what we... You just have to keep on doing it. Yeah,
0: definitely. Yeah. And do you put anything else with it when you're making it chipotle? Is it purely just the chilies and smoke. Do you add any other flavors at that point?
1: Well, the sauce, obviously, that the chipotle goes into is, um, is a tomato-based sauce. Um, but the actual chipotle spice, because once you've dehydrated it, you just grind it up. So it, it, the spice itself is 100% chipotle. Um, it's delicious. It's the secret ingredient for the best chili con carne you'll ever have. <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: My shopping basket on the website, yet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, good on
2: you. <laughs> it take a while, there's lots of things to add to it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, it's such a, an awesome product range. It's,
1: no, I mean, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's from mild to wild, you know, nothing um, you'd ever want. Um, You're also mild. doing
2: some like chili chocolates
0: as well.
1: Yeah, chili chocolate. So, um, again, we use our, our dry spice um, into our chili chocolate, so we use dry chipotle. Chipotle, sorry, Chipotle. Um, we use our dried ghost pepper, but also the Bruchola Um, So, you know, the, the, the Bruchola is really hot. People cannot believe how hot that, that chocolate is. And uh, the Chipotle one is what? Well, the hot one is called um, the Stinger, and the mild Chipotle one is called the Snuggler. Uh, it's, got a, it's, got a, <laughs> it's got a teddy bear on the front and everything, whereas the Stinger's got a scorpion. But it doesn't sort of stop people um, dip, dipping their hands in and putting it in their mouth before they realize what it is. <laughs> and then you see them going off crying.
0: Dangerous <laughs> <laughs> branding you up here. Yeah. Man. Sly, very well you've scorp- the st- the stinger innit? You'd think it's got a scorpion on it, but no they're you know, greedy. <laughs> yeah, I get the stinger, but a cute cuddly teddy bear seems a bit risky.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only, it's only a little bit hot, you know, it won't
2: hurt that much. <laughs> so after you started smoking your chilies, is, is that what you are you also own a smokehouse yeah uh, and we've we've been there recently. Uh, Matt McCubbin was uh, cooking for us, and uh, we yeah, had a great night. Mag, yeah. We were there with the UK <laughs> barbecue mag group, and uh, and yeah, it was it was awesome. And we had a a great night. Yeah. We got like a bit of a oh a full on feast. We got shown nice. out to the smokers, and uh, and then Matt just brought sort of dish after dish out to us, and it was a fantastic yeah, we can night. Can't eat anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, Matt's fantastic. He's he's an asset to the company. So. Um, Yes, it was all the chili stuff that you know led on to the smoking. I think a lot of the people who are involved in the, in the chili industry have, have you know, done the same thing. they it's, it's led to barbecue and smoking food, um, and of course, spices use a lot, isn't it, in, in the smoke world? Um, Definitely, totally. So
2: like, yeah. For me, is, like one of like my main sort of spice I use in sort of a lot of my barbecue rubs. and... Too much, really. Yeah, too much. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right Though I mean, I did Chipotle and paprika and all that kind of thing, isn't it? It, 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 it works well, doesn't it? It works a treat. Um, but, yeah, so that, that's what led me into starting a, a, a barbecue restaurant. And basically it was a flippant comment in the pub that just said to the landlord, well, I'd love to own a smokehouse. And he said, well, why don't we do it? I wow, well, I mean, yeah, I can't believe this is ever going to happen. Um, but it did, and we opened a, 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 a kind of a, a shack, on the back of the uh, the, the, in the village where I have the chili farm, which is called Alfredton Cheney, We built, like, a shack on the back of the pub. Um, but uh, sadly, um, because the pub is listed building, we were forced to take the shack down. Um, but it gave us, we had six months. Good old Matt, pitmaster Matt, he worked underneath the casino for six months on the back of the pub um, with uh, a shipping container which contained the GFC 4200 um, smoker. From Max Barbecue, which is absolutely fantastic and a really good workhorse. Mm-hmm. And he also had an um, Oklahoma Joe and a uh, big John smoker that we got ourselves. And So we had, you know, had a big smoker and two smaller ones, which allowed us to, to you know, uh, smoke and, and serve as much food as we needed to from the shack. Um, then the council told us to take it all down because he didn't like it. <laughs> so we reluctantly took it down and we had to find a new restaurant, and that was when uh, the Hare, which was called Grays, um, a bar fails pub in Silchester, came up, and we took on the lease in November and uh, moved all the smokers to the Hare, and uh, it's so far so good. Yeah, it's, it's January's a bit quiet, you know, because people don't eat their world diets and they don't drink. Even I don't drink in January, which is saying something. <laughs> um, so January's a funny old month, but uh, yeah, no, it's been really, really exciting. It's been, you know, into, into the to see the guys on the forum on the in the UK Barbecue Mag and you guys. And, it's just a really exciting industry to get into, and it's, it's a bit like the chilli world, really. It's just a, it's almost a mirror image of the chilli world, the kind of people that are in it and what they're after and what they're looking for. So, uh, yeah, I've been very lucky to, to be a part of it, really. Hmm.
0: And how much involvement do you have in like designing the menu and stuff like that?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, Matt, does all that. I'm not allowed. I wouldn't dream of telling you what to talk. Well, I have actually a few times and he gives me his funny growl, you know, and uh, he says, well, fuck boy, don't even think about it. (laughs) But um, there's a few things. I I like making my fatties, and, um, you know, I keep saying to Matt, come on, we need to get some fatties on, and uh, I like doing um, beer can duck and stuff like that. But, you know, it's it's not always so... The stuff we do in our back gardens isn't always so easy to do in in a restaurant setting. Um on so Saturday, remember that, you know, but uh, yeah, so I, 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 I do have a say, but at
0: the end of the day, it's all down to the pitmaster, and um, Matt does have a work of casting vote on that, really. Yeah, definitely. He's doing a great job. We had we had a fatty, didn't we, when we were there? Yeah, yeah, we had we did some make some moinks,
2: smoke. and we had a, a fatty whilst we were there. The they dyke like, used, like, similar similar ingredients in them both, but sort of switched a couple of things up. It was really, really good. The, the moinks, I remember, were absolutely delicious. One of the, some of the best moinks yeah. I've ever had.
1: Oh, good. That's good to hear. <laughs> I know he, he certainly did his best for you. He, um, you know, he put his concentration cap on, and uh, <laughs> he, he, you know, I'm not sure everyone gets that kind of service, but, uh, yeah, I'm glad you really enjoyed
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> and he's recently just done a new menu, I think, is not he? I think I, think I saw pictures way. of, yeah. like, a, yeah. a new menu being released, and there's uh, some of the Angus Sonic sausages being incorporated and doing, that's like, a it, whole, like, it. sort of dog menu as well.
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah. Well, the, dog, the dogs were there um, on day one, but... Of course, when you first open a restaurant, you know, we, 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 we fell into it, really. We weren't really ready for it because of the issue with the panning and because of the, the, the restaurant coming up so fast. Um, our first menu we put out was just a tester, um, and that was kind of shelved quite quickly. Then the second menu came through, um, which you would have seen when you were there, over here. And then the new menu, the, the brand new one, which has got a lovely kind of matte laminated, proper-looking menu, um, it's got the Angus and link um, sausages and uh, various other bits and all the stuff you'd expect: brisket, you know, ribs, chicken, everything you'd expect from a smokehouse. But it's also got uh, a very nice grill section, and even got pub classics. You know, so if you're necessarily into smoked food, but your partner is and still come along and you can get the fish and chips and that kind of thing. So um, yeah, yeah, everyone. it's indeed, mate. Absolutely, yeah. it's uh, family friendly, lots of kids, even dogs. We even let dogs in. How about that? <laughs>
0: When we were there, I'm sure I remember something about like a crazy like burger challenge thing as well. I can't remember what the yeah like,
1: the high priest challenge. Yeah. yeah, it's um it's quite expensive. It's fifty quid, but you know you get a lot of food for that fifty quid. Um, you get a t-shirt. I mean, um, yeah, hopefully the guys you had on the other day, uh, Jay and um, Dave from the Kiss and Chili Club. Yeah, they're going to come along soon and uh, uh, film it. Um, Jay's a pretty. Big eater. I'm not sure if they've managed it these days. He's get a bit old now, you know. But um, Jay, I'm sure Jay will get through the high priest. <laughs> Come hello high water, Jay will get it down.
0: Has <laughs> many people done it yet?
1: No, we've uh, just introduced it. Um, it. There's lots of people interested in it. Yeah. Um, I think they're all like waiting for the right moment. Yeah. Um We've also just introduced um, chili challenge Wednesday. So, um, which is where if you want to do your own chili eating competition. Um, then we, we put 10 chilies in front of you from mild to wild, and you sit there and eat them, you know, and it um, costs you a tenner, but you get the kudos at the end of it all, and you get to sweat and swear and, <laughs> and laugh of your mates. So, uh, yeah, we, we have this, this quite you know hearted uh, view of it all, really. Yeah,
0: that sounds good. So, 10 chilies for 10 quid.
1: What, a pound of chili? Can't go wrong, can you? Yeah. yeah.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so they're they're gonna give their uh, food challenge a go then and we'll film it. That'd be good. We'll look forward to watching. Yeah,
1: that, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even chatting to Chilly Dave about it last night, actually. So uh, yeah, it should be long. They're, they're busy chaps as well, so uh, definitely
0: to find time to get to Saracaster, uh, get it down, get it down into them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's great going up there and seeing Matt, and he gave us a full tour of all, all the cookers out the back and stuff as well. So it was a real nice experience yeah.
1: to get up there and see him yeah uh, we've got some, you know, some good stuff we, we do barbecue school barbecue I would say a barbecue school <laughs> barbecue school we do barbecue school now um, in April, May, June, July August. and um, there's various formats obviously of smoking. so we've got the, the uh, GSC4200 cabinet smoker. We've got um, the Asado cross now as well. We've got the standard kettle barbecue. we've got the primary smokers. Um, we've got the Oklahoma Joe for your offset smoker and fingers crossed we're about to get a Traeger pellet smoker as well so in the barbecue school um, you know, use pretty much everything there you can imagine to learn how to, to smoke food and Matt will take you through we even have a, a cocktail making course as well on the same day so uh, yeah, and that's all available through the website as well if anyone's interested
0: that's really cool, yeah, I didn't know you were doing that i just found it on the site now you've got the barbecue tuition and smoking day
1: that's
0: That's it, yeah. Popular,
1: good, yeah i think the april and may ones are nearly sold out now but the ones are you know further into the year there's still spaces um if anyone's interested and they work with a whole group of people we could do a special base on them as well um we're really corporate stuff you know we're happy to bring them to the pub, have a few beers, and, um... Sounds like a good stag do. Mm, yeah, it'd be, good. Yeah, it would be great,
0: wouldn't it? Yeah, i love that. Yeah, I'm not sure
1: there's many uh, lapdance bars at Simon but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so It'll be too full up by then, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, the
0: yeah, last thing you want to do, wouldn't it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where to go
1: from that. <laughs> do you organise yeah.
0: a chilli yeah. festival as well, I hear? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
1: do, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing a chili festival um, on the farm here in Upton Chamber for eight years. Um, this year, believe it or not, funnily enough, we're actually changing the venue. We, last year we uh, it, rained it rained and it rained and it rained and it just did not stop raining. We realised that the farm is not the best place for a chili festival. We've been able to get six, 000, seven thousand people, but the, the few people that did come last year, it was just but also the And eating um not eating all that kind of thing uh it's uh, it's yeah it's really good fun most people get drunk and have a night the next day but for, for the time being it's really good fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there'll be camping available there as well
1: there's camping mate yeah camping there's glamping uh so we have a glamping village so there's about 12 bell tents all down um, you just arrive and the, the tent is there the carpet's in there beds you know, it's really, really glamorous. It's yeah, I've been to so Chandleria. many festivals
2: and walked past these glamping villages yeah. and always been so jealous. Yeah. But yeah, so um,
0: yeah, I can imagine yeah. just
2: turning. I mean, I I literally so I've worked at a few festivals as well, uh, doing different things, and like that is always mm. the dream is to turn up and not have to lug your stuff across like ten miles of fields and. I know. It's like the worst Brilliant. thing ever. Like the the worst part about a festival is the arrival and the pack down. I mean, there's no yeah. no two no two ways about it. The rest of it's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, what yeah. you are doing with with the glamping is just uh, uh, makes the whole whole process enjoyable. <laughs> it
1: does. I mean, the only thing you got to carry is your, is your alcohol. You know, and that's all yeah. you got to worry about. <laughs> you, don't <laughs> you don't mind carrying that, yeah. It. yeah. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, the the bell tents they um. They have inflatable beds. They're not like little, tiny, thin mattresses. They're big, thick mattresses. And you have, a, you know, duvet and cushions and you've got a crystal chandelier in the middle there and all sorts of nice decorations. And they're beautiful, yeah. So all you've got to bring is, um, like I say, some beer and some food. Job's done. <laughs> beautiful. Um, and, of course, on Bath race course where, where we're holding the festival this year, it's beautiful views as well. It looks like the bath and what have you. Um, so, well, yeah, look on the website. Come along. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. You're going to have yeah. To it, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I can stick you up again then, look. Yeah. Oh yeah, actually, maybe, uh, maybe busy actually. <laughs> now, I'm going have to get in touch
2: with uh, the Clifton Chili Club and get them on board to help me stitch you up, I think. <laughs>
1: oh, they stitched me up. They rimmed me so many times, you <laughs> wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I don't know, maybe I should explain what rimming is. Rimming is where you go to the <laughs> this is a clean
2: podcast, <laughs> they, really.
1: get a, they get a Dorset Nars or they get a Ghost Pepper and they rim it around your pint glass. So you've got no knowledge and of course, as, soon as, you, as soon as you drink the beer.
2: I was really yeah. worried about where this was going then yeah. for a minute. I mean,
1: yeah, well, no, 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 no,
2: Chili Jane, Chili Dave, I didn't really know what, what you guys have been up to. <laughs> Yeah. It's weird though. So, ben said he was immediately up for it before you even knew, knew what it was. <laughs> I, I know he's not clean anymore. Yeah. He volunteered The best thing about the
1: best thing about rimming is when you do it the second time and they say go to the toilet again, and you've done it again. and They don't realise. You know, they just can't believe they've it. been so stupid to leave their plate on the table. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was rimming. Just so as we know the definition. Really
0: Thanks for clearing good. that up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <was a> pleasure. <laughs> oh, good one. We lost a trade of thought
0: I <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at it. I'm just still just just browsing through all the products that I'm adding into my cart on your website at the moment. <laughs> Lots of work <laughs> with Bar know. Fails, by the looks of things. They yeah, Fails? well the, the,
1: they are. Well the Bar Fails Brewery is, is just down the road from um from the Chili Farm. And of course the the pub that I have now run, uh, the restaurant the Smokehouse, when it was a bar Fails pub, they'd just been pulled out by St Austell. So there's uh, quite a strong link between up and chain and Barthales. And, uh, yeah, the beer they make for us is called Ghost Hair. And um, it's, a, it's a ghost pepper beer, obviously. So, so what I do, I, I take the, uh, the ghost peppers to Barthales Brewery. And um, they, it's, a, it's a porter. So uh, they, they pop the chilies into the porter in a, in a very fine filter bag. These are dried chilies, again. And they leave them in there for about a week a week, two weeks, uh, depends on the batch and I, I go there every other day, try the beer with the chaps and uh, when we're happy that it's reached the, the correct level of heat, the, the chilies come out and then the, the beer carries on its process of becoming a final beer. Um, but yeah, it's really good fun. It's a very popular drink and we, we sell it in the hair uh, in Somerset again and um, it's not too hot, you know, you couldn't drink a beer that was ridiculously hot and um, it's the same as our cider um that's got a, a chili in it. an actual fresh but it's not fresh it's dried it looks like a fresh one because it's rehydrated and an actual chili in the in the cider itself so you get to have a drink and eat at the same time oh,
0: so you actually have a whole chili inside there do you
1: yeah we got like um a uh, finger chilies that go into them so we mm. dehydrate them first so they're safe um and then in they go so they rehydrate and they just stay in there all the time yeah and
2: they're quite pokey as well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like a tequila worm, but uh, yeah. a cider chilli.
1: Yeah. <laughs> chilli cider, yeah. If you really would want to drink too much of it, you know, that would be the worst ever hangover. But <laughs> one, or, one or two bowls is quite good fun.
0: Yeah, I've had a few chilli beers, but I've never had a chilli cider before. i have to try that one out. Yeah. Yeah, well,
1: if you come to the festival, mate, we'll have them there. You can yeah, uh, definitely. have as many have as many as you want, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but not too many. You've warned me already. yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you're
0: clever enough to understand what will
1: happen if you have too many. <laughs> Shame as I'm not. <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> be. <laughs> It'll be
0: fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: you'll
0: be all right, mate. You can come see me the next day. <laughs> well, also, mate, we would like to come to an end there, if that's all right with you. Um, yeah, cool. I think yeah. we could just chat about chilies and farming all day because really be. we just love it. Yeah. Dan loves yeah. Yeah. Well. It's fine. And, uh, <laughs> Do
1: you uh, think I'll use that in the, in the interview? That'll be okay. Yeah, definitely, yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: well, well, thanks for coming on, mate. That was an awesome interview, and it's we look plan, forward yeah. to coming along to the Chilli Festival. Um, anyone oh, thanks, who hasn't man. been along yeah. to the Hair Smokehouse, Voodoo Q, go and check it out in Siren We We can highly recommend it. And. Go and grab some chilies on Upton Chili Farms' website. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Catch you in a bit. Bye. 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 Thanks for tuning in, guys. We've recorded yet another awesome podcast to get you over hump day. As always, we're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smoke with Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ is dedicated to providing you with quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pit masters. You can find them on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. So if you're thinking about buying your first smoker, wanting to upgrade or looking for charcoal cabinet smokers, check them out over at Max Barbecue. Barbecue Gourmet is devoted to promoting real barbecue and supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning barbecue rubs, sauces, marinades and accessories from the United States and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. So regardless how you cook, whether it's on charcoal, wood, gas or electric, the real taste of barbecue can be yours all year round. And Kamado Joe is renowned for build, quality, and innovation from smoking, roasting, or searing. Kamado Joe is the premium ceramic grill chosen by michelin star chefs and barbecue enthusiasts alike. Get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. And last but not least, Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. So if you're looking for smoking wood chunks, dust, chips or planks, then head on over to smokewoodshack.com and you can find them on Twitter under smokewoodshack. Shack. And goodbye from me.
2: And goodbye from me. And no, you cannot rim me. And yes, I am the best barbecue nope. cook.